You're listening to Fusion's Love Your Uni podcast with Miriam Swaffield and Luke Smith. You can listen to more podcasts on SoundCloud, iTunes, or on our website, fusionmovement.org. Welcome to the Love Your Uni podcast with me, Miriam Swaffield, and this guy. What's your name? My name's Luke Smith. Hiya, Luke. All right. Yeah, I'm really well. We're at the Uprising conference, and we've got a lot of people in the room. I'm not sure whether we've got... Uh, microphones that are going to pick this up, but I want you to give a massive cheer out. There's 350 people. Go. <laughs> that probably came, yes. I think it probably came through. I think we picked it up. Uh, so that's good. So we're, we're at the up, Uprising, the Student Work Conference. Uh, we're in Derby. Let's try and set the scene for people who are listening. People who are in the room. This is a bit of a boring bit of a podcast because they can just see what's in the room. But for those people who aren't, let's talk a little bit about what we're seeing. What can you see right now, Miriam? Um, I can see some massive pieces of artwork on the wall that are students in war paint making tribal-esque faces. Tribal-esque. Nice word. Thank you. And, um, Use that in Scrabble and smoke it. What's that at the back of the room, Luke? Yeah, don't endorse smoking of any kind. Don't smoke. Um, <laughs> even, even tribal-esque phrases. Um, What's that, the, mate? There's an oak tree at the back of the room. An oak tree? Why? Oh, there's an oak tree because... If, I don't know if you guys have had a chance to look at it much, but there's an oak tree bursting out of the floor. Wait, sorry, what's the sound effect that the oak tree makes? Oh, yeah, it kind of goes... <laughs> like Lovely. this. Very good. A sound effect and a hand gesture, which probably shouldn't be repeated. And um, so it's well lit. And the idea of the oak tree is that it's a symbolism of permanence, age-old missional truths that come from the roots of the ground where we're all based, and they burst out of the university landscape. So that's kind of some of the symbolism. Also, I've got a mate who has a prop company, and she lent me an oak tree. Um, (laughs) Honestly, anything can become a metaphor. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but, but Miriam, my question for you is, this, oh, yeah. is, this is an uprising because there's, there's an uprising of the spirit of God happening among students. Uh, there's an uprising in students themselves, people taking their mission seriously. But my question is, what does an uprising sound like? It's a good question, Luke. Um, an uprising of students, student works in the local church sounds a bit like this. <laughs> Whereas an uprising of, let's say, a movement of cows sounds like an uprising of guinea pigs sounds like... (laughs) What on earth? I knew this would work. Whereas an uprising of kangaroos sounds like... (laughs) Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, that was... That, that, was, that was messy. Um, I'm really glad we did that. That was helpful. Yeah, I felt like that worked. Um, <laughs> Noted. And so on this podcast, lots of people listen to it. Only earlier I was chatting uh, to James Aubrey from Cardiff, where I give us a wave. Thank, there we are. He listens to us while running around a park in Cardiff. How good is that? So Thank he might you, even James. listen to this episode again if it's really good uh, while he's running around Cardiff. And um, a mate of mine, John Old, that used to be in student work, not now, but I bet he's listening to this podcast. Hi, John. He listens to it, and it makes him feel really old when you explain things about student culture that he doesn't know about at all. So there's people like that. Sorry, that sorry, sorry, sorry. John Old feels old. John Old does feel old. I bet, John, I bet he's never heard that before. So. Sorry, John. Sorry, John. <laughs> um, um, but we've got friends that listen to it on uh, family car journeys, which, to be honest, I don't know whether it's that appropriate for children. Some of the children are really quite young. Yeah. Although I do love a good family car journey. 
Actually, when we, were, um, when we used to go on family holidays, because of, you know, um, we only went to Wales. Um, God bless Wales, but not the best for beaches. Anyway, when it comes to weather, a, a lovely beaches in terms of areas of outstanding natural beauty. Um, we would, um, I, I just remember this the other day, we actually as a family on car journeys would sing in like a four-part harmony. Um, and like someone would also drop a beat. And it was a little bit like the Von Trapp family. Like gen genuinely, like my brother has got a super deep voice, even deeper than mine, would you so, believe? Wait, just let me backtrack a sec. So yeah. the four-part harmony, but the brother was doing the lower notes, right? Yeah. So but someone saying, was dropping a beat. I think there was a beat as well involved. Was it you? I'm, I mean, I can drop a beat. <laughs> no, but anyway, what, Luke, what my... <laughs> What my brother used to do would be, he'd always be like, ba, 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 And then we'd all like join in in various different harmonies, and that was what we listened to ourselves on car journeys, so. That's a beautiful picture. We 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 do a car journey game in our family. The boys are just starting to play it. Hannah and I, my wife, we've played it for years, and the game is basically elimination, so... Uh, you, you pick a category, uh, pick, a, pick a thing, anything from the world at all. It could be, it could be oak trees, right? So I'll say oak trees, mm. or, and then I've got to think of something completely different. It could be napkins. And you're going to eliminate either oak trees or napkins from the world. And if, if you eliminate that thing, that's got, it's gone forever. It's gone forever. You can't is, have it it's back. It's quite a serious game, yeah. actually. And then, and then so let's, let's say Hannah says, oh, I just hate it when you get food on your mouth, so I keep the napkins. Oak trees are gone. Let's get rid of them. And then she would go, napkins, or, and then she would give me something else. Anyway, it, it, that's a, a car journey game that we've played a lot. You could play that on the way home. Um, try you're, to avoid eliminating people groups or nations. I found that, <laughs> that um, it's just, it's just not really Dangerous nasty. Territory. You don't want to do that. Dangerous yeah. territory. So not funny. Yeah, keep it to, you know, yeah, other things. Like, yeah, fruit so we, that's right. a game we play. Great. Wow. Well, I hope you've all learned a lot. This was the love you... I'm joking. That's not it. Um, I've got some students in the room. You know who you are. Uh, could you come up, please, students? Um, I've got some student voices from across the UK. There's nine of you. Don't yeah, make me name and shame you. Yeah, and, they're um, coming. They're coming. We want to hear a little out bit. from the woodwork. What does the everyday uprising look like, sound like? What does that mean? And so uh, these guys are going to say name, location, and then say, I'm part of the uprising by or because. And then they'll tell you what in their everyday normal discipleship, the steps that they've taken to be part of the uprising. To Sam or Aaron with the mics. Hold on to the microphone, because some of these guys waffle and waffle. And I, I, yeah, I, we're talking like yeah. tweetable, right? Tweetable, um, yeah. We so, can't yeah. stand wafflers, can we, Miriam? Great, we'll start this end. Name, location, how are you part of the uprising? Uh, hi, I'm Kobe. I'm based in Edinburgh, and I'm part of the uprising because none of my housemates are Christians. Good man. Well done for living with not yet Christian housemates. Give the microphone to the next Hello, one. Hello, I'm Taiwo. I'm based in Bradford. And I'm part of the uprising because I want to see students um, come to Christ, students that already know Christ, go deeper in the relationship with Christ. And I want to see how that affects not only um, university campus, but also the city of Bradford. As come well. on. Come on. It's great. It's good. I love it. Hi, I'm Anna. Uh, I'm based in London, and I am part of the uprising because I am the only Christian in my year so far. Come on. Um, and I want that to change. Come so. on. Good. Yeah, you're part of the uprising Sorry. too. Why? Sorry. Hi, I'm Joshua. I'm part of the uprising in Loughborough. 
And um, although I'm a student at the uni, I'm really like drawn to the town and the people who maybe never got a chance to go to uni or like don't even believe they matter enough to go yeah. to uni or something like that. It's good. Uh, I'm also Josh. I'm from York, though. It's like the fusion rivals there. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm part of the not uprising. True. Not true. It's not rivals. It's one church. It's fine. Um, I'm part of the uprising because I'm passionate about seeing us go out into the towns and seeing naturally supernatural things happen on the everyday, seeing prophetic words, seeing healings on the street, just in a normal way that isn't scary to us, which will be scary, but we just do it and we go for it. Preach it. Hello, uh, my name's Rachel. Um, I'm part of the uprising in Sidcup, which is kind of southeast London. Yes, one person. Um, we, um, I go to a kind of arts college and it's really dark there. There's kind of people getting identity in the wrong places. So um, we have a never-ending supply of tea and toast because food gets through anything. Um, so that is our uprising. Uh, my name's Dan. I'm at a theological college in uh, Worcestershire. And I'm part of the uprising because I want to delve deeper in my knowledge of God and my knowledge of my craft so that I can better serve the church. And yeah, it's good. I'm Sarah, I'm at uni in Lincoln, and I'm studying pharmaceutical science and sharing my faith with my non-Christian friends, all 11 of them, on my course. Yeah. Thank you. Um, I'm Lucy, I'm from Winchester. Um, I'm joining the uprising because uh, I, so I'm in the arts department. I'm trying to encourage people who have lots of rehearsals to join a small group so they can get to know Jesus. Thank you so much. Give them a big round of applause. Don't go anywhere. What we want you guys to do is we want you to go and sign your names. Your, your, we want oh, you to go and tag idea. that and join the uprising. Behind us as we're recording this, we've got a big billboard thingy and you can write your name, tag your name. There's pens there and join the uprising. Thanks. Oh, they've done it. They're all over it. They've already done it. Whatever. Already done it. Yeah, Drop do the it mic. again. Do it the other one. Drop your sharpie. <laughs> Drop your sharpie. Oh, sorry, wasn't my uh, best. Miriam, Hello. We've, it's September and we uh, have only just, isn't it? And we've had a festival season. Um, I, I, there's Christian festivals that run all throughout the summer, isn't there? I went along to New Wine uh, this year. And you, but, but Miriam, you go, you go to a lot, don't you? You go to a lot of Christian festivals. It's partly because you're a Christian celebrity. Oh, don't. No, no, no. Don't. don't. Dude, don't play this game now. But it's partly that, Look isn't how it? many so people are here to uh, yeah, make me feel sad. No, what she does now is she plays the victim, right? Um, <laughs> but... She actually loves it. She actually loves it. She'd be like, thanks for calling me that later. Thanks. No, thanks. But I couldn't Can obviously you not? say that. Anyway, what are you doing? So it's partly that, but it's partly, wasn't it, because you were encouraging people in how they share their faith throughout the year um, to thousands of people. So as you do that, Miriam, you've got a really interesting perspective. Uh, and you were sharing a couple of things about what you'd seen about the local church. Uh, and as you were speaking to people, uh, and as you were listening, you're picking stuff up. And we were chatting, and I was like, you know, that's actually a really valuable perspective. So share some of that stuff with us. Well, it, there's just a lot of common threads that you wouldn't know unless you've been in that many different talks, that everyone's sort of saying the same thing in this season. So I thought it's just worth saying, there's been a real common thread around um, hardship and around storms and seasons of difficulty or desert, wilderness or trouble, but also in that place, finding that Jesus is enough, that he's there with you, that he shows up, and that you must go through valleys and you must go through tough stuff 
not just all the glory mountaintop moments, and that there's wilderness before promised land. But it's like across the board, whether that's whole church or in the young people, whether that's talking to students or talking to, yeah, like thousands of teenagers, people are actually trying to make sure that we don't just gift wrap the gospel. Across the board, I've heard people talk about storms, suffering, the wilderness, as well as blessing the promise and the faithfulness of God. So it's, I just wonder what the Spirit of God might be saying to his church around getting ready, around long-term um, gritty discipleship, around digging in when it gets tough. I'd say there's an invitation, and not a warning, but just something to pray about. I feel like the church does need to pay attention because what people are feeling called to speak on across the board has been real life, authentic faith, all the tough stuff, and God is good all the way through that. So I just noticed that and thought it's probably worth saying. It's really useful. It is, it's a great perspective because that's all sorts of denominations and streams that are coming together. Uh, and so that's, that's really good to know what God is saying across that. Um, but we did also talk about different things in the uh, festivals. And there was one evening where uh, you and I ended up in somebody's uh, kind of campment area that they had in, uh, in New Wine. And we had a conversation uh, late night about scampi, didn't we? Mm. So, because... Like, what... Because you, like, you like scampi, don't you? you yeah, well, as, you, as do you. Order, yeah, You're right with scampi, I like you? a, Anyone else like a scampi? <laughs> yes. I mean, like, strong, warm reception for scampi, to be fair. Well done, scampi and fish. That's understandable. But we had this discussion around, what is actually scampi? What is a scampi what, fish? What is, what is scampi? Because people eat it, and they've no idea what it is. People, we people pay just good money for scampi. Because it's a thing. Right. It's just a, it's scampi. So, so we did a little, we did a little thing in the tent where we were going around going, well, does anybody else know? Does anybody, what is scampi? Anyway, after a little bit of research, we discovered... Uh, hold on, this, this is a spoiler alert. If you like scampi, spoiler alert. Please continue. <laughs> okay. No, <laughs> I, no. I'm going to spoil people's scampi experience. No, they, I think you might. So anyway, then we've discovered that there's this documentary out there. But I think it was called something like... You, what are we eating, or something like that. Anyway, probably, probably a better title than that. And it's all about what is in this food that we're buying, right? And it's on scampi. So lots of people think that scampi is kind of prawn or something. Some people say mushed up sort of fish or something. Other people said, I don't know, maybe it's a, a minced version. I don't, no, no one really knew. There's a lot of people didn't know. Anyway, what it is, is the whole tale of a langoustine. You know those kind of like miniature lobster things? That's what scampi is. So it's why it's called whole tail scampi. Anyway, then this documentary, and this is where, this is where you've stopped eating scampi now, haven't you? No, but, well, it's just sad. Um, then, then they discovered that they, they tested a whole load of like Waitrose and Sainsbury's and Other Al, supermarkets Al, are available. Al, Aldi um, and Lidl. And um, Lidl it's fair to say that not everybody had whole tail langoustine in there. And one of them was selling something called Scampi Bites, and it had 17 varieties of fish in it. It had 1% of langoustine tail. It had 3% of prawn. And then it had a load of other types of fish in it, including a South, a South Colombian river cobbler, which is not an edible fish. Anyway. Question it. Question your so scampi. So we talked about that at summer festivals there as well, didn't we? There isn't such a thing as a scampi fish. There isn't a scampi fish. There's not like scampi no, going around, scampering around, around, yeah. scampering around the seabed, waiting to be battered. It's something else's tail. There's actually lots of other things. <laughs> not okay. 
Um, so, so I think I spoiled that for you, and also about cashews. That re no one, yeah. No, no, no. Let's don't not go into cashew cashew story, that's cashews not for another day. Just search them; it's not cool. But I um, I found a um, I found like a clam on holiday, actually. <laughs> like um, but like a whole clam. You know, like you get like a half shell that's really pretty, and some people have big ones that put soap where, in. Where is this? This is not in Wales. Greece. <laughs> okay, see so a little not holiday Wales. in Greece. And then I found this whole clam. And so um, I bought it back for my friend, similar to a small toddler would do to their parent. I bought it back to my friend and was like, look, I've bought you a whole clam. <laughs> and, um, we how, how big? About the palm of a hand? No, it was a mini clam. Or was it a mini clam? Uh, it, enough, though. It yeah. was enough of clam. Enough yeah. clam. So we're, we're reading our books, and we put the clam on the table with us because we thought it looks pretty. And then, as we're reading, my mate Rosie just goes... <gasps> look at the clam, look at the clam, look at the clam. And in the sunshine, the clam had come alive, right? <laughs> and I had no idea they were like this, but it opened up, and I thought clam like, would be like a small, um, <laughs> kind of like a, like a pink If you're pearl. listening, Miriam is embodying a clam. Okay. What this thing did, right, and it's not okay, this clam opened up and how I can only describe it was a pink arm came out of the clam <laughs> and, like, tried to crawl to the sea. It just went... <laughs> honestly, we were up off the sunbeds like you wouldn't believe. We were just like, boom, gone. This clam is, like, clamming its way. <laughs> Clambering, if you will, towards the sea. Clambering and scampering. And we were freaking out. And then when I poked it, it went back in, and then later on, the clam came back in the end. Honestly, Honestly, did you I, help? Did you help? I it? pinged it back. I was—I didn't want anything to do with it. I was like, that thing is like a dinosaur. <laughs> so I just got it and just just gone. Whoa. So um, don't touch clams. Great, thanks. The, the, the pink arm enactment was the really wonderful. The pink arm of a clam. I didn't even know they had arms. Clambering and scampering. There we go. Now I, I'll level with you. Yeah. I've got absolutely no idea how to segue into your Bible preach bit. <laughs> I can't think that's up next, isn't it? We've written Is nothing it? in there around a helpful segue. There's no... So let's just do it, OK? So the next bit, we want you to talk about Joshua. Can you do that for us? OK. <laughs> I don't know. <clears throat> Here's the segue. Everyone's going to make the sound of a calm ocean. Go. Thank you, Lord. Very good. In chapter three wow. of Joshua... <laughs> He's standing at the River Jordan. If we could hear the sound of the River Jordan again, please. Take a deep breath. That's lovely, thank you. Um, no, the thing I wanted to mention about Joshua and the River Jordan is uh, something that I've been thinking about, our responsibility as leaders within the student world, whether that's a student leader, a student worker, a church leader. Uh, what's our responsibility as the freshers show up? And there's this amazing moment in Joshua chapter 3 uh, when jo God invites Joshua to cross uh, the River Jordan. A little bit like we've already seen Moses part the Red Sea, Joshua gets a go. But this time, instead of putting a staff in the water, because God makes sure that you can't box him in the formula, he invites Joshua not to stick a stick in the water, but for Joshua and the priests, the spiritual leaders of the people, to go first to stand in the moving water. And only when they've got their feet wet does then God open up a way for the people to pass safely? The invitation, I feel like, uh, for us, as the freshers are about to transition across our nations, is we might have to go first in prayer and in mediating for the freshers before God, as priests would at the time, to stand in the water and to intercede, to make the way 
for then the freshers to pass uh, not only safely, but to thrive in their faith at university. So if you read Joshua 3, I'm not going to read all of it, but it's amazing. The Lord said to Joshua, today I will begin to exalt you in the eyes of all Israel so that they may know that I am with you as I was with Moses. Tell the priests who carry the Ark of the Covenant, so that's the, the, the physical manifest of the presence of God, so people can see where the presence of God is. When you reach the edge of the Jordan's waters, go and stand in the river. As the freshers show up, we have an invitation of God to stand in the river, to stand in the tide of culture, to stand in what our city is doing, and to go first, to stand and say, I, I genuinely believe the best way for you to live alive, fully alive, for now and for always, is with the author of life at the center of who you are. I'm going to stand in the water for you until you can stand yourself. I'm going to stand in the water and prayer for you until you see the way that God has already made for you. Um, it's an invitation for courage because they had to get their feet wet before the waters moved so that everyone could then go on dry land. It's going to be risky. It's going to take a deep breath moment. It's going to take that moment of going, will God come through? But um, if we're not prepared to stand genuinely believing that it will be better for students to do their life with Jesus and without, to get in the water first and stand for that, then who will? So check out Joshua 3 to kind of fuel your prayers at the start of freshers. How do we get our feet wet and see God make a way for the next generation? Brilliant. Thank you, Miriam. Let's give her a round of applause for a mini preach. Um, that's a, an applause because we're with you as opposed to, you know, applauding you and your ego. So, uh, <laughs> because of that, though, we want uh, to hear some top tips for starting uni because we're talking yes. about getting your feet wet and the freshers who are arriving, and that is going to need a bit of roving mic action from Sam and Aaron. We have deployed the boys. Get your hands up. We want to hear your top, top tips, tips for starting uni. In a sentence, what will you tell the freshers? What are you going to tell them? Your best bit of advice for starting university. Sam's on Start the walking, Aaron, find somebody else. Stick your hand up, even while someone okay. else is talking. Um, it's cliche, but you won't meet your best friends straight away. It's okay if you're a month in, you don't feel like you have any close friends. That's normal. You can't make close friends in a month, because they're not close friends. Great top tip. Well done. We've got one over here. Yeah, go for it. Don't church hop. Get stuck in. Yeah. Nice. Keep running, Sam. Say hi to everyone. Literally everyone. Say hi to everyone, was that? Yeah, cool. nice advice. Recognise that while you're in halls, it's probably the best missional opportunity you'll ever have in your life, so make the most of it. Good. Love that one. Don't be scared of sharing your faith with your course mates. Like, just say, I go to church. Like, don't be scared about that. Get it in early. Good. Spend at least as much time with non-Christians as Christians. Great tip. You're all in the same boat, so stick together. Like it. Ask people on the Monday what they did at the weekend, so that when they ask you, you can say you go to church, and it's a really easy segue. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Practical. You are going to go through times, um, the toughest times of your life, but I can promise you, everyone else in uni is going through them as well. So don't feel lonely, and don't Keep everything in yourself. Speak to people. Good. Good. Have a pack of cards. Great um, icebreaker. Spoons is a great game. It's so good. You might lose a nail. <laughs> Get a doorstop so you can be the one welcoming people in your flat. Doorstops, yes. I like the doorstop, yeah. Uh, don't put off going along to church thinking, I'll go next week and then I'll go the week after. Get stuck in straight away. Thank great you, kid. Jack the Vicar. Uh, if you get homesick, know that you're not the only one, and it goes away. Yeah. 
People follow passion. Be passionate about Jesus. Come on. Tweet that. <laughs> build accountability quick and be vulnerable with the people you build accountability with. Don't be ashamed of struggles. Be open with it. It's good. Nice. Um, take a box of cookies or something on your first day and bite the bullet and go and knock on everyone's doors in your block. Good. These are some great tips. Phone your parents once in a Maybe while because they want to hear from you. Say that again, sorry. Phone your parents once in a while because they want to hear from you. Yeah, <laughs> let your mum know you're all right. Yeah, final two. Say yes to every opportunity that's offered to you within reason. <laughs> <laughs> An important caveat. Um, I think if you live close to home, to your university, it can be really tempting to just keep going back home, but um, your housemates actually really miss you, um, and it's really important to get stuck in. Obviously, if you've got family stuff going on, that's important, but it's also just really important to feel the fear and do it anyway. Yeah. Plug in at uni, I like it. Good tips. Thank you, Room. Thanks for that. Well done, Room. Well done, Room. Um, so, uh, hashtag Love Uni podcast for any of those tweetable phrases. And um, Love Uni book club, which oh, has yeah. just started, hasn't it, by people saying, have you got any recommendations of good books that you've read recently? Have you, Miriam, read any good books recently? Yeah. Yeah, I have actually, and for once it's not for uh, homework. So okay. I read a book called Uprising by Erwin Raphael McManus. Cool name. Yeah. But <laughs> it's about, I read Uprising because I thought our conference is Uprising, that looks good, and a friend recommended it, but it was actually about an uprising of the soul and to do with integrity. So it's to do with character, and I can highly recommend it around the upside down kingdom, about the weak being strong, and about the, the low forgotten places being the places where you experience Jesus. So it was about uh, internal life and character, and I absolutely loved it. Sounds like a good book. Mm. Uh, I read Pete Gregg's Dirty Glory recently. Actually, I didn't read it. I listened to it. I listened to most books. I read a, a few books. Uh, but I listened to that one, and it's absolutely brilliant. Absolutely packed with stories from his life from the 24-7 prayer movement and just so faith increasing to listen to all of those brilliant stories so that's good it's like a sequel to so red good. moon rising if you've not read that that's good as well and uh, i read consumer detox actually i listened to that one by mark powley and it was around how we go to war with uh, consumer culture which is such a big thing for our generation that i thought i wanted to to just spot some of my blind spots in that so it was good nice that's cool. Um, so lots of you at this conference will have already picked it up, but maybe some people who are listening won't have noticed this because you're not here. Uh, there are lots of people from other countries here. and we're, we're really pleased to welcome them into being part of this conference and just connecting with people uh, in other countries is wonderful. And some of those people uh, are from the Catholic Church and particularly the charismatic renewal movement within the Catholic Church. And that's, I've been to Lithuania and met some of my Lithuanian friends and I've been learning lots about the Catholic Church church and um, I've, I've loved that so I thought we could play a little uh, I thought we could honor them uh, I hope you feel this is honoring you um, I really hope so by playing a game one um, of our better ideas this one and um, it, the, the game is called Pope or, or Nope right so <laughs> and Pope Pope that, or no? Nope. That's a holiday idea, can you tell? <laughs> that happened Pope whilst or nope. we were off work. Now, there are 266 popes, depending wow. on whether you, uh, you know, there's a bit of controversy around some of them, and there's a few splits, and they're kind of like, well, we don't think he was a pope, actually. But anyway, if you check out Wiki, there's 266 popes. I see, we're trusting. So, um, some of them have got bonkers names. I really enjoyed reading their names. I've been trying to find out more about the Catholic Church, and so I've read all about the popes. And some of them have had incredible lives and died in some really strange ways. Um, 
And what I thought is, I'll read the name of some of these popes, but I've mixed in a few fake ones, and Miriam has to tell whether it's pope or nope, all right? Maybe the whole room could join in this. Oh, yeah. Let's see what happens, whether we can tell whether they we'll shout. Have a big hope <gasps> sort of sound, oh, and it'll no. just sound like hope, and we'll be able to just play it that way. Okay, <laughs> so uh, oh. I'll start off okay. with... Have a think. Pope Sylvester. Sylvester, Pope or Nope? It's a cool name. I don't think it sounds like a Pope name. Nope. I'm saying Nope. Who agrees with me? Stick your hand up. Let's have a big... Oh, right. And shout if you think it's Pope. Shout Pope. <laughs> Most of the room think Pope. Quite a lot of Pope. Pope 314 to 335 AD, led the first council of Nicaea, Pope Sylvester. Okay, okay. let's... I let's, got that wrong. Let's <clears throat> go for Pope Illuminus. Illuminous. I really want that to be Pope. I'm saying Pope because that would be great. It's like Pope of Light. Any, yeah. any, what are we doing? Shout with out this? if it's Pope. No. Shout out if it's Nope. No. Okay, more of the room think Nope. We're going it's the a opposite. Nope. It's a oh, Nope. I'm rubbish at this game. Pope Illuminous only exists in my mind and now yours. Um, <laughs> let's, let's see what, what we reckon about Pope. Uh, let's see. Pope Flipptinus. <laughs> I say nope. Room? Pope. It's a nope. It's a made-up one. Pope Flipptinus. Of course was, it was. Is not it. Pope <laughs> Everistus. 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 I want that to be Pope. I'm saying Pope. Yeah, it's real. 99 to that, 107. Did you know that? Pope Brilliant. Simplicitus. Nope. Pope Simplicitus 468 to 483. Did you know that? The Catholics didn't even they, know that. Yeah, they didn't, they didn't know. <laughs> A lot, a, lot of these, a lot of these dudes gave themselves names. They were called other things, and, and there was quite what, a lot of... What would you be called? <laughs> I don't know. Pope Lando, yes, as in Calrissian, gave himself his own name. He's the first guy, 1913 to 1914, to give himself his own name. So he was called... Pope Lando. Uh, sorry, 913 to 914. He chose yeah. the name he, Lando. He went, I'm called Lando, and I'm staying Lando. I don't know about anyone else. Pope Zosimus... I'm going to say Pope, because that's brilliant. Let's shout if you say nope. Pope? Pope. Yeah, you are right. 417 yes. to 418. Zosimus. I love the I really would have liked I him. Pope Catholics. Deciduous? Deciduous. <laughs> nope. That's a fairly strong nope, that one, isn't yeah. it? It's not a very good lie. It's not a very good bluff. Pope Hilarious? <laughs> Everything in me wants to say Pope, but I'm saying nope. What does the room think? Yeah, There's a bit of a mixture. Uh, Pope Hilarious, 461 oh, to 468. Oh, so good! Pope Hilarious, genuine. I'd really like <laughs> to know about a bit, more, a bit more about him. Um, Pope Frivolous. Pro no. It's just, you're not even going <laughs> no, to the room on that not. one. Pope Frivolous is just made right. up by me, of course Come it is. Um, and let me just see whether we've got any more. I'll tell you what, I'll tell you, I'll tell you something. Oh, yeah. There's 21 Johns, there's 17 Benedicts. There's 16 Gregories, 14 Clements, 13 Innocents, there's 13 Leos, 12 Piuses, 9 Stevens, 8 Bonifaces. Big fan. And 8 Urbans. Urban. You'd be Pope Urban. Come on. Pope from, Urban. From Pope the home Miriam counties. Urban. <laughs> I realise that that can't happen for complicated reasons, so let's not get into that. <laughs> so, anyway, so that's, that's Pope or Nope, everybody. I hope you enjoyed it. I wonder if we'll ever play that again. We will never play that again. No, I, think, um, I think next time... 
We know what we're doing next time. I think next time we should play Banterbury or Canterbury. So Correct. Should we do that? <laughs> yes, we will. Canterbury or Banterbury. It's got to happen, hasn't it? <laughs> um, Miriam, before we finish, will you say a prayer for the freshers for us? In rhyme? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Today I'm saying a prayer for the freshers. I'm going to stand up and stand by the teens who turn up in their thousands with their heart in their throat and a mind full of dreams for what their time at university could mean. What could God do in these years? Today I'm saying a prayer for the freshers, for the ones that, the, the, for the ones that think when they've left home they're on their own, but need to know that Jesus won't ever let them go. They turn up to live on ground he's already prepared, and when you move in with the presence of God, the enemy runs away scared. Today I'm saying a prayer for the freshers, for the ones who are trying to balance on the fence of wondering about going their own way whilst not wanting to disappoint their parents. The ones who aren't sure this Jesus thing is for them anymore. I'm praying they remember the God they might be trying to ignore. Today I'm saying a prayer for the freshers. The ones who want to fit in with where they see the masses heading. They're trying all the cheap imitations of life and love that never brings satisfaction. The ones who didn't even know there could be another way to go. Because they've never seen anybody live in contrast to the status quo. Perhaps they've never even met a Christian. Today I'm saying a prayer for the freshers, for the ones who do know Jesus and can't wait for the adventure of following where he leads us, who are gonna love their course mates and their housemates like God just moved in too, and they'll worship him in their work and sports teams, the clubs and everything they do. And they know that being part of the local church is how they'll see this through. Today I'm saying a prayer for the freshers, but I'm also sending out the call to spread the word about connection, connecting to church is vital for us all. So download the Student Link Up app. Find a new church today. Get a box that prepares you for the huge life transition. Let nothing stand in your way. Live out the fullness of life with Jesus as his student each day. So join me in saying a prayer for the freshers. Amen. Amen. The room agrees. Amen. Thanks very much for listening to this podcast. You can catch us on all the usual channels and tweet us on all the usual hashtag love your uni pas Love your uni pasty. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Look, hashtag uni pasty. Anyway, goodbye from me, goodbye from Luke, goodbye from the room. Yay! See you next time. <laughs>